Hey y'all, how we doing? Shout out once again to Bear Nation for tuning in to another episode of the Bear Necessities Podcast. I am your host, Rob Napoli. The Bear Necessities is a podcast where we sit down with entrepreneurs, ecosystem partners, and innovation folks to talk about what it takes and means to launch, create, and scale business across the world. We talk about the journey and the challenges of being entrepreneur-minded and how that translates into your journey giving you the tools and knowledge to overcome challenges that you may be facing in your life's journey. The Bear Necessities is part of the Rise Up Media family. We thank you for tuning in. Now, let's get into the show. Hi, y'all. How are we doing? We're back again for another episode of the Bear Necessities podcast. And this is an episode that I'm excited to finally record because we've been trying to record this since like November of 2021 and then life happens. Life happens a lot and uh, things push back and that's okay. But we're really excited because this is somebody I met through an accelerator that I mentored at and immediately she followed up with me. We had a conversation and got to know her a little bit and her story and like first like immediately was like, I need you on the podcast. I love your story and how you're kind of balancing. So Our guest is Jacqueline Francis, and she's a purposeful entrepreneur whose mission is to change the way society views wellness by adding personal energy into the spectrum of mind, body, soul. She's originally from the East Coast with a career in advertising sales. She took the leap to move to L.A. What back in 2015, uh, where you found your passion for energy healing. And we're going to talk about that story. Uh, She was working to heal her own anxiety. And so she founded a company called Sesh, which is a platform that connects users to highly vetted network of SoCal Reiki healers so they can seamlessly book and experience energy healing right at home. And Jacqueline, this story comes from a very real place we'll talk about a little bit later. But before all that, say hello to Bear Nation for me. Hey, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Like Rob said, we've been trying to do this since November of last year. So finally making it happen. And I'm... (laughs) So excited to have this conversation. Awesome. Well, I am as well. And your story is is quite unique. And there's a couple of things we're talking pre-show. And I think what is great is to kind of set the scene, right? You are the founder of a company, but you also have a job in advertising. Uh, so talk a little bit about your, like, what are you doing today and kind of the two worlds that you play in? Because that's going to kind of start the whole picture that we're going to kind of build off of. Yeah. Um, balance is everything. And ironically, I am a Libra, so I need to have balance in my life. So juggling being a founder of a growing company and then also having a full-time job in ad sales hasn't been the easiest journey Mm -hmm. by any means. But I finally feel like I've gotten to a place where I am looking at my full-time job as the means to funding and growing my business. Mm -hmm. So I have a completely different mindset. It's less stressful um, I'm kind of, you know, signing online a little bit earlier to handle my founder responsibilities, doing my nine to five during lunch. I'll do some more sesh stuff and then working till later doing my business. Yeah, that's amazing. And so as you kind of leverage this balance, right, why is Sesh so important to you? Like what is the importance of the business that you're trying to create that you're spending all this time in and and really at the cost of relationships, work, all these other things. So what, what is Sesh to you and why is this something you're so passionate about building? Yeah, no, I love that question. Um, 
at the end of the day, I honestly feel like this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. This is my mission. So I don't think I have a choice to not see this through. I was one of those people who was just never happy in a job. I've been in the, the working for career for nine years now. I think since yeah. I graduated school. And the first six years of that, I've had a new job every single year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that I just wasn't happy because I didn't have purpose. Everything I did wasn't meaningful. It wasn't making a change in the world to me at least. Yeah. So, you know, and I know we're going to get into this a little bit later, but stumbling across Reiki and going down my journey with this and kind of getting this business idea really showed me that this is what I'm meant to do. So through all of the lows, the mission and the purpose it which is what drives me every single day to just keep moving forward. I love that. And I think that's really kind of important because you talk about this, like there's, there's two camps. I talk about this all the time. There's two camps of people and both are okay. There's those who love working for others because it affords them the lifestyle they want to have other passions, right? Whether it be a family, playing in a league, doing other things. Everyone can be an entrepreneur. Not everyone necessarily needs to, but then there's, there is the camp and I'm with you that working for others is sometimes hard. (laughs) And, uh, you're not finding mission and purpose in what you're doing. And you're always wanting to find other things to really drive that. And so sometimes at some point you stop searching and you start creating. Yeah. Right. And I know that was, that's what sesh is for you. And I really love that you talk about that. And when we think about the mission and the purpose of what there's two missions and purpose, right? There's your mission and purpose of making an impact. And then there's the company's mission and purpose. What do you see is so impactful in what you're building from a personal level? Like the impact that you as, as Jacqueline Francis, CEO and founder of Sesh wants to make in this world, what is that impact that you see of world a better place? Yeah, I mean, I think, and especially recently after everything we've been through and kind of the state that our country is in and our society <laughs> is in, everyone needs an outlet. People are stressed. People are isolated. People are dealing with anxiety more than they have ever before. Mm-hmm. So to really have people understand that there is so much more to their overall well-being, their health, than just their physical. Yeah. And there are ways that you can proactively take care of yourself mm-hmm. is so important. And people are just starting to tap into mindfulness and meditation practices, which is amazing. Yeah. It goes even deeper than that. So to really just give people a way to understand and a modality, a tool that they can use to tap into themselves and mm-hmm. and really figure out that, holy shit, like I can heal myself. I'm powerful. I don't need all of this yeah. high noise, these other tools that society has told us to implement all of, you know, for all these years, I can do it myself with, you know, the help of these holistic healing modalities. And that's what is important to me. I love that. And I love that you said that because, you know, in the last few years, we've really focused on our mental health and working from home and what that means and meditation, all these things. And, you know, for me, I do, I've been doing the Wim Hof breathing. Um, and it's funny because I feel like that's really been super helpful to me. Uh, for listeners out there, I've had COVID not once, not twice, but three times, uh, unfortunately. And 
one of the lasting effects, especially from the second time I had it, when I had it the worst, right? I think, I don't know if it was Delta or not. I can't remember. It was like that February, 2021. Yeah. But when I started working out again, like my, my lung capacity, my anaerobic capacity, mm-hmm. even walking upstairs was tough. And I, I, I was working out, I was consistent and I was still having issues. And I was thinking, okay, more workouts will help, whatever. But I wasn't working on the right thing because it wasn't yeah. working out that I needed to do. It was breathing that I needed to heal. Yeah. I needed to heal my own breathing and reach about how to breathe deeply and fully because of the effects of that. I think a lot of us always look for someone else to fix us instead of looking within. So I, and I'm one of those people, convenience over everything. Like, what do I need to fix this versus looking internally, which is what I love about your story. And to get into your story. So, you know, you put this out there, it's on your LinkedIn, et cetera, but you've worked in some large spaces. You've worked with companies like Fox News and Hulu, and you've worked with large luxury B2B clients and high pressure scenarios and situations. And at some point in your mid twenties, you started to feel lost and you talked already said it, anxiety, high level anxiety, and, and you had to make some changes. And there's kind of two changes that you made. One as an East Coast girl moving out West. And two, you found this, this Reiki healing. So talk a little bit about human mind sharing your journey with anxiety and and how you found Reiki and how that helped you overcome your anxiety. Yeah, no, I would love to share. Um, I started really suffering from anxiety when I was 27, 28. I want to say I was in a job. I was doing auto show and special events for Honda and Acura. It was very stressful situations. You're on site for over 24 hours. You have to stay awake. You're in really cold climates. Like it was, the worst. Um, and I had to be at work from eight 30 on the dot till five 30 every single day. Mm-hmm. Hated, hated my life yeah. to the point where I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I stuck in this situation? I should be able to do what I want. You have one life to live. I shouldn't be in a job that I just fucking hate. So it really started taking a toll on me because you can't just kind of get up and leave. Like you kind of set yourself up. Yeah. Really prepare for leaving a job. So the anxiety really took a toll, like to the point where I didn't want to leave my house. I didn't tell anyone what I was going through. And during that time, I started going down my spiritual journey where I stumbled Mm -hmm. across meditation and Reiki healing. Never heard of Reiki healing before. I think I found it on one of the, the spiritual like podcasts I was listening to. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to book a session and see what happens. Yeah. And Rob, it was life-changing. It completely just cleared out all of that stagnant energy that I was holding on to from past traumas, mm-hmm. you know, current life situations that I literally left feeling a hundred pounds lighter. Wow. Um, I, I didn't have anxiety anymore. And I'm not even kidding you. Two weeks later, I got a new job. <laughs> got a new job for working directly with the CEO of a remote position yeah. and build his business. And it was just like crazy how this modality that's not very well known yeah. into more than just your physical can mm-hmm. cure something that most doctors give you medication for. Yeah. The opioid crisis, right? But yeah. I think, what I love about that, and, and I'm a big believer in energy, right? We, in laws of attraction, right? We yeah. we have to be in a place to give and receive. And a lot of times anxiety 
for me anyways, anyways, for my anxiety allows me to give. It doesn't actually allow me to receive. Mm. And when you're not receiving and you're giving, you're draining, right? And you're not feeling holistic. And then that weight kind of comes on top of you if you're not allowing yourself to refresh. So I, I love that you talk about that. And every, there's many different ways. And I just started getting into Reiki. I, I should say I, my wife started getting into Reiki. So I've been learning about it. Amazing. And I think it's amazing that this has helped change your life and help remove those blockers. And it's done holistically in a way that once you kind of have somebody working with you, there's things that you can take away and do on your own. And again, healing yourself. And it's just, it's, it's so impactful. So as you've built this platform, right, Sash is connecting healers um, to book and, and create these amazing things. What, where do you think Sash is going? Like, what, what do you want to create out of the platform? Is it just a platform? Is it a platform community, platform community events? Like you have an event in your background. I can only imagine that at some point you're going to throw some sort of event. I've seen a few like behind the scenes on some small ones. Like what, besides just connecting people to this modality, like what do you see is like the bigger picture of sesh? Yeah, no. And it's funny because I'm sure you can relate in anyone else who has their own business. Like you have a million ideas going through your head that you kind of have to take a step back and be like, okay, one thing at a time. But <laughs> um, I definitely see right now we're just in Southern California doing in-home breaking healing. So our healers always go to the client's house, making it super easy to book and to experience. Um, from that side of things, I see it being a national company because um, breaking healers are located all over hopefully even a global company because Reiki healers are global as well. Um, But yeah, we want to start curating events. Um, I'm leaning in just given my background in B2B sales that I've, you know, pretty much done my whole career. I've been leaning into B2B partnerships um, Mm -hmm. for SESH. So really bringing wellness into the workplace, into high-end residential buildings. So the concierge team can curate, you know, meditations and um, private healings, group energy healings for their residents, for their Mm -hmm. clientele. Been working with boutique hotels. Um, We recently just had a a partnership with a pretty well-known tech company bringing Reiki energy into the workplace virtually too. So um, that's really important to me because employees deserve so much more than just a ping pong table and happy hour. And do that these days because everything's (laughs) cool. So so that's, that's on the radar for me. What I love about it too, is that for employers, they can gift this to employees and it comes to your home. So if you have a remote workforce, right, it could, that's just where the scalability happens. (laughs) You know, I love how you talk about, all this stuff. And one of the things that you and I've talked about, we connected on is lever is how you leverage your B2B sales background, not only just the B2B sales background, it's the fact that you have worked and, you know, high end B2B with big companies like Fox news and Hulu and, you know, Honda and all these different companies, you have those relationships and you've built a bit of a personal brand as a seller. And now you're leveraging that brand over. So how have you, been able to kind of leverage your kind of personal brand with your professional brand and wearing like your sales hat for the tech company company and then wearing the founder's hat for everything else. How have you kind of leveraged those two sides of the coin and within balance to, you know, have one help the other? Cause you talk yeah. about like one's the means to the ends to creating the other. So how have you been able to leverage 
like your relationships and your brand into sesh? I've never really thought about that before, but I think kind of just taking a step back at first, they were completely separate. I didn't tell anyone at my um, day job that I had my own business. I wanted to keep it completely separate. Uh, you know, I hated the fact that I still had my full-time job. And I think that was more so my ego, but now that I can be like, okay, Jacqueline, like relax, this is funding your business. It will become a full-time thing when it's meant to happen. Yeah has allowed me to more openly speak about doing both and telling people at, you know, my day job that I do have my own company, telling clients that kind of starting those, it's always, if you're in sales, you know, the beginning of a conversation, trying to like warm up the client is always the most awkward part mm-hmm. before going into the actual pitch, because especially now that we're virtual, it's very hard to do. So it's, almost been like an icebreaker for me as well to just, you know, talk to a client about how they're feeling, asking them if they've ever tried, you know, energy healing or what they're doing to kind of um, stay healthy while they're working from home. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because then clients are also like, oh, can you show me your website? And, you know, so the crossover has been a slow process and there's still that fine line because it is Mm -hmm. my day job. But, um, but it's been it's been easier for me, I think, to to have them crossover. Yeah, that I love that because better? it it allows for that just natural conversation, like the, the yeah. natural flow of things. And I remember when you and I talked a little bit about this that separation, and we talked about how we, how to start sharing your story and across different mediums and whatnot. How important that is for you as a founder, because you know there's a lot of advice out there. And I was actually watching one in a, you know, high level kind of coach influencer speaker in the space talk about, you know, to be a real entrepreneur, you have to run plan A, like there's no plan B. And while I agree with that for some people, like for me, if I had a, if I had two things, I wouldn't be able to do it. I had a, when I finally did it, I had to jump all in, but I've talked to so many entrepreneurs and everyone has their own journey into entrepreneurship. And that's what I love about the show that I have. And I think it's really important for people out there to hear that whatever makes sense to you, whether that's starting as a side hustle and switching over, whether that's jumping all in, you have to do what's right for you and find the alignment that is right for you to create. Because if, if you don't have the ability and the energy to create and leverage those in different ways, then it it doesn't mean anything. So that advice is pointless if you don't. So I love how you show that and share that. And one of the things that I know you do, and we've talked about this, and I told you I was going to bring it up, is there is something, a part of your life that's really important to you and you used to be a dancer. And, you know, because I've gotten to know you and follow you, you talk about and you share this about how dance and getting up and moving is a very important part of your balance. So tell us a little bit about your dance background and how you've used dance as a part of your motivation, your healing, your energy, and get you into that flow state. Yeah. Before I jump into that, Rob, I love what you just said um, prior to that. And I kind of want to touch on it a little bit because when I first started this company, I was looking externally to, to learn what it means to be a founder, what it learns to mean to start and run a business. And I was taking Adderall. I was sitting in front of my computer for 17 plus hours a day, seven days a week, you know, building this thing. Mm-hmm. And after two years of doing that, it just, it takes a toll on your body. And I literally just like, was like, I can't do this anymore. So yeah. then I kind of found my flow. I stopped taking Adderall. Um, I actually started microdosing. I don't know if that's something that I can say on this, yeah, or, of course. Um, which has really, really helped. But 
not looking externally and looking within has allowed me to really get into that flow and become the entrepreneur that works for me. Mm-hmm. And dance has been a, a big part of doing that because when you're sitting in front of a computer, you you need to get your blood flowing. You need to get your energy flowing. You can't just mm-hmm. sit there all day or your brain's just, it's going to be much. Yeah. So I grew up as a competitive dancer. Um, it's something that I started doing a couple years ago. And then because of COVID, I stopped. So recently, I've just been dancing in my living room, putting on music and just letting like my body kind of go with it to really help raise my vibration and get my energy flowing. Mm-hmm. And it helps just allows you to look internally, especially when you have to go back and sit in front of a computer. Yeah. It kind of like gets your brain excited again to get back into what you were doing. I love that. I think that's important because movement is key. Let's do dance, working out. And like people look at working out and things as a chore or whatever. Like the whole idea behind this and what I love about how you do it. And for me, I get up and I I've set a goal for myself that I walk a mile every day. And that's sometime in the morning or afternoon. It just breaks up my day. It allows me to completely just like problem is, is I don't I can't process information when I walk, but I can release. Yeah. I can release things out and that's what I do. And then I come back and I come back more focused. And the idea behind it is just moving to get your body flowing again. Like there's a flow state of energy, as we've talked about with the Reiki stuff that you have to find and sitting for 17, 15, 20 hours a day, or even just eight. And then you get up and you move to the couch and watch Netflix. Like it doesn't allow you to at all release any of that uh, emotion both yep. good and bad, because when you talk to people all day or you're coding or you're looking at numbers and you're getting notifications left and right on your cell phone and Slack and it all just sticks to you. And you just got to like, literally just got to like wash it away. And so I love that. And I think it's really powerful when people show up and show out and like do that and share on social media. Like this is a way to release vibration and part of your mission of healthy lifestyle through whatever that is. Uh, meant for you. So I, I love that. And and I think something that I could be wrong here, you know, for me, I play competitive sports. I love it. I'm a competitive person and I love sports. I think it teaches you a lot, but sometimes you do something competitively for so long, you can have negative associations to, to the sport or to the thing that you did. And so to be able to fall back in love with something you did for so long and use it as a healing process is super um, admirable and so many of us are afraid to let us like heal that trauma mm-hmm. and you're doing it and showing it and again that just shows that living out of your mission and your purpose both you as Jacqueline and you as Sesh so I, I wanted to bring that up to those out there listening because I know some of the people that listen to this podcast come for growth they come for lessons they come for advice and sometimes it's just you need to hear that you know what you do at home when no one's watching is what everyone else does. And it's okay. It's totally normal to get into a flow state and share that with the world or keep it to yourself. It could be a very personal thing, whatever you want it to be. And I think so many people are afraid of being who they authentically are and showing that either to themselves and to the world at times. And that's something that you have, you've, you've, you've overcome doing from anxiety to like showing the world authentically who Jacqueline is as a person, as a founder, as a friend. No, thank you, Rob. And I think it's also just tapping into your inner child, right? Like if you grew up playing a sport or you grew up dancing or cheerleading, whatever it is, like you said, and especially if you're competitive, you're going to have expectations about yourself. And I know when I first got back into dance, I had expectations and I'm like, okay, I'm not this 17 year old girl that, you know, 
that I used to be competing in this. So when you release those expectations and you kind of just tap into your inner child, like it is so much fun and it just allows you to release all of the stress, all of the worries of the day. And it, it really can help um, yeah. change your life as an entrepreneur too. add, add fun to it. Yeah. I love that. I mean, for me, lifting has always been a big deal, like working out and uh, more so lifting heavy weight. And I had gotten up to some big numbers and I've never competed in strong, like powerlifting, whatever, but I always did it to, to raise the bar because I was four other sports. And yeah. over the last couple of years, I fell out of love with like lifting and uh, going to the gym was a chore. And so my, my twin brother, who's a strength coach, um, challenged me like why don't you go like because i work out of this gym and the owner of the gym it's called global strongman he was like rob you should train for a strongman competition like you got the strength you've got the size like i could help you like you should hire me to train you for strongman and compete for my gym and i was like yeah like maybe let me get back into things and i never like took it seriously and he's like why don't you go train with them so i was like well fuck it like it's 2022 i need to i want to get back into it and so i started i was like hey like let's do it so i've been starting to train with them i've been training with them for a month now and it's just fucking fun like mm-hmm. i've fallen in love with just competing at some and competing that i'm going to a competition whether i do one or not but just competing with myself and to move and have fun with it and it's like i don't need to come in and i'm not you know trying to like put up PRs. I'm not competing to go out on the field on Saturday and play. I'm, I want to have fun and see what my body can do. And my yeah. body responds well to that. Like that to me is fun. Like dragging chains across the floor, picking up stones, like lifting a heavy ass barbell. Like for me, like that, I find excitement and joy. That's something I recently found this year in this first month, a month that pre-show you and I talked about has been very tough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just found joy in it again. And so I love that you share that because that's something I've been experiencing just <laughs> just recently uh, through strongman training out of yeah, out of that's, all things. That's, that's you tapping into your flow. I yeah. love that. It looks differently for everyone. It doesn't have to be a one size fits all thing. But Rob, I would love if you can maybe try dancing one time, turn up some, <laughs> turn up some tunes, and see what happens. <laughs> I, I should. My you know it's funny because my wife and I used to always. Just like dance in the living room and like early in the pandemic we do that too but like when we started dating and stuff like kind of i don't know kind of like mini like pretzeling swing dance type stuff yeah. so you know i don't i i get this now like i need a little bit more of like to get in my flow because like i care what other people think because i'm like you know i built like a refrigerator so and <laughs> i can also be a little clumsy so i need a little bit of space and a little bit of room uh you know put me on a football field and you know i'm cat like put me in everyday life and I'll hit everything on the way walking out a hallway. Uh, so, uh, but I will try it. I will, I will do it and I will let you know that I did it and let you know how it feels sometimes. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that challenge personally and put it into practice. So as we kind of close out and go towards the end of the show here, you know, when it comes to Reiki and what you're doing with Sesh, you talked about the growth of the company and executing and, and you shared with me something, um, pre-show that was really exciting uh into bringing some masculine energy into session bringing on uh somebody so would you mind sharing a little bit about the big move that you made and what that means for you both as you as your role but for the company and what that looks like in 2022 yeah i'm so excited um 
Now, I mentioned this before. For me, it was really hard to just do everything on my own. Like I said, I was sitting in front of the computer, tapping into Adderall, which is just healthy for my for my body. Um, it really didn't allow me to be in that flow state, in my feminine energy, which which is the flow. Um, I was way too heavy in my masculine energy. And so now that I have that masculine energy stepping in as our COO to really do all the analytical stuff, all of the internal systems, all of the things that I am just not wired to do, it's allowing me to really tap into and do the things that I love and the reason why I started this mission, the reason why I'm the face of this company, to talk mm-hmm. about it, to share my story. Because Rob, as you know, when we first talked, you told me, you're like, Jacqueline, you have to share your story because people can resonate with you. People mm-hmm. can resonate with you than they can with your healers. And I get that, right? Like I am a normal girl, you know, I have a full-time job. I'm starting a company. I go out with my friends, with my boyfriend. I drink, I go on vacations. Like I'm not this spiritual quote unquote, um, persona that most people you should be if you tap into energy healing or like these woo woo, um, modalities. So to share my story and to kind of put a face behind it, I know it's powerful. So having this masculine energy to, to, run with the business internally allows me to be more external network, share my story and do all those things that I know I'm destined to strength. I love that. I think that's really exciting to talk about it. Cause when we talk about energy, we all have masculine and feminine energy and we share that and show in different ways. And we have to tap into that at different times and you can call it masculine feminine. You can call it, you know, when you need to be empathetic to when you need to be decisive, like there's different ways to look at, and call those by the, the names into what which way it feels natural for you. But I, I love the fact that you brought someone in who is focused on operational growth and allows you to focus on what you do best and tapping into those, those energy levels. And I, I think that's going to be so exciting because one of the things that when I met you and I resonated with was your story because I've battled anxiety and gone through a lot of things and found different ways to heal. And I still take Adderall. Like I diagnosed ADHD, undiagnosed OCD, like it's, and I talk about that a lot and it's not always easy. And so I even, there's days that I purposely don't take my Adderall and I, um, I'm on, I have twenties and tens, so I split them and I don't take 30 anymore. Like I've mm-hmm. back down heavy days. I will, or usually up to 20. Some days I do 10, some days I have to take five, some days I could be zero. And I've come to a point where I don't need it every day. I still need it regularly in a regimen, but I don't need it every day. That's been pretty powerful. It's kind of changed a little bit of my energy uh, and I'm still figuring out how to adjust to that. But it's been it's been very unique and very um, exciting to go through and understand how to leverage that in my life. And and so I love that you share that. And, and you're right. I thought your story was amazing. It resonated and you need to be out showing and like, you know, we all think that this this Reiki is woo and it is to an extent, but it's it's natural and it's great. But you can be whoever you don't. We need to stop defining ourselves in one thing or the other. We can still be very, you know, you could be a masculine person, but like leverage that out to tap in and refill your energy and the persona you want. And I I think to show that and you be the brand evangelist of that is going to be so exciting for session 2022 and for you tapping in. And hopefully 2022 could be the year that, you know, it might be a time to go all in on sesh and step away from the full-time job. If that's what it's meant to be in destiny this year, all those things are exciting to see what can happen 
and how that flows out. And, you know, as we're recording this, I just have to say, uh, you know, you being a former East Coast girl, we're about to get hit with a nor'easter of nine inches of snow. Do you miss it? Not even. <laughs> I mean, you're you're sitting, you're, you're out there in LA sitting courtside at the Lakers and all warm and stuff. And we're out here with nine inches of snow coming in. <laughs> yeah, I, don't miss it. I was there in so I was back in Jersey and it wasn't, it snowed, I think one day, but it was only like forties, I think. So it wasn't yeah. too bad, but no, Rob, I, I yeah. don't miss it. <laughs> yeah we've got to that point now like you know new york it's like in the city it's like january like late january early february is when most of the snow hits so it's like we have that kind of fake winter and then real winter hits when we think it's over and it's supposed to start spring and then we start spring and then it just magically becomes summer like you get like two days of spring and then it's just like hot new york summer you know how it is in the city yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah so i was in the show with a couple of quick questions right so uh being honest for yourself what advice would you give to you know, Gen Z or millennial entrepreneurs or really anyone who's entrepreneurial minded thinking about how do I leverage entrepreneurship um, or wanting to be an entrepreneur? What advice would you give them right now? Just do it. Honestly, if you are even slightly thinking about building your own company, just do it because like you're going to regret not doing it. And like I said, you don't have to be an entrepreneur by the way society says you have to be an entrepreneur. You can mold it and kind of just feel it out for what works for you. Yeah. Or, you know, your full-time job, start slowly, start building it on the paycheck, your commission check, bonuses, whatever it is, funnel it into your business, build what you can do a small friends and family round crowdfunding and see what happens. You know, yeah. you would be surprised because if it is something that you are totally aligned to, if you're meant to do it, it's going to work out. Um, you just have to trust and you have to, you have to at least jump in part way to figure out if it, that you want to do for the rest yeah. of your life. I love that. Entrepreneurship looks different for everybody. Even though people try to teach it as one way or another, like it is different for everybody, whatever that is finding, as you talk about it, finding your flow state, right? Find it, leverage it, use it every day in the way, whether that's an hour a day, five hours a day to make it happen. Uh, I always love this one. What's your superpower? I think I would say, and this this since we talked last, um, but my superpower is getting people to understand what their own superpower is. I feel like, and I don't know if it's the healer part of me, but mm -hmm. if I were to sit down and have a conversation with someone, it, it always turns out that like this light bulb goes off for them mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh, I have to do this. Oh, I can do this. I can be this no matter if it's like relationship advice or, you know, job advice, whatever it is. Every time I talk to someone, it's kind of like, huh? Okay. I can do this. I got this now. And they recognize like what, what their their own power is yeah i love that because that is a unique superpower is we all have internal and external motivations right and you talk about like you're always looking for something external and external will do enough to get you started but external won't carry you past that that's why so many people like fail at everything you have to be internally motivated and your superpower is really helping drive external motivation into internal motivation, right? Getting their mindset to shift and really be internally focused on their own energy and letting their energy take them over. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a cool superpower. 
um, and one that I think is impactful. So kudos to you. Uh, I always ask, what's uh, what's one book, resource, or show that you would recommend people to read or watch uh, or listen to right now? Let's see. Podcast. If you're looking for a more like spiritual podcast, but also touches on entrepreneurship, wellness, business, almost 30. It I listened to it three years ago and ha- I listened to it every single time I take a walk. Um, it touches on everything. You can make what you, what you want of it. And then book is how to be a badass by Jen uh, Sacro, Sencro, I think her last name is. I think it's Sincero, right? Sincero. Um, Something like that. Such an easy read, but it's one of those books. It's showing you how to tap in internally to be a badass externally. Yeah. Again, it's going against like what you're going to read on like a big, be an entrepreneur, but it is so yeah. powerful and it's so much fun. And it's, it's, they're both terrific listens and, and reads. Uh, I love it. And you're the second person that's told me, I mean, you told me about this back then, but you're the second person I've talked to in the last year that talked about almost 30 uh, podcasts and I've, 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 I haven't saved and I've listened to a few episodes and I can attest it's very good. And I love the way that it touches on different aspects and it's not singular, it's multifaceted. So there's something for everybody um, as you listen to that podcast. So hundred percent that I've read, you know, how to be a badass. That's such a, it's, it's a, it's a book everyone I think should read and just understanding that, you are enough and you have it in, in, inside of you. You just have to figure out how to unlock it. Yep, exactly. So, and then, you know, last question is what's the lasting message that you want listeners to take away from our conversation today? I think it would be to know that you are enough to be who you want to be, to do what you want to do and to make an impact on this world you have it within you to really tap in and mm-hmm. extract it out and share it with others. It just takes looking inward to find it, to figure out how you want to showcase it, but you have it, you are enough. And if that nine to five job is not enough for you, you feel like you can do more, you can do more. So I, I think it. that's kind of where, where I'll leave it. I love it. That is a great way to, to end with a great thought. Um, and for all of you out there, I challenge you to find your own energy, find your flow state, tap into what makes you tick and take that to the next level. So Jacqueline, for everyone out there, how do they get in touch with you? How can they find you? How can they learn more about what you and Sesh are doing? Yeah, so my personal Instagram is Jacqueline Francis. And then if you want to check out my business, it's www.readyseshgo.com. And our IG is at readyseshgo. Love that. I'll make sure all those are linked in the show notes below. And, you know, reach out, get in touch, follow along. Uh, I'm really excited for 2022, Jacqueline, to see what both you as a person can achieve and also what the company does. So thank you so much for being a part of Bear Nation today. I enjoyed our conversation appreciate you uh for for sharing so much and i'm glad we finally got this on the books this is so much fun to record so thank you so much for being a part of it yes no thank you so much for having me so much fun and i hope we get the chance to do it again soon absolutely all right bear nation until next episode stay well and rise up bear nation once again thank you for tuning in and listening to the bear necessities podcast 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave us a review. It really does help and means a lot to us at the show. And I want to thank our friends over at Finn. Finn is a social good platform that creates employee engagement and builds culture. It's our mission to support and give back to the communities that we serve around the world. And we do this by giving every guest on our show a $10 donation to the cause of their choosing using the Finn platform. Until next time, thank y'all, stay well, and rise up.